that you shall, oh God, your glory over us. That, Lord, you cause us to manifest your wonders. Jehovah, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. It is rare for men to hear the voice of the Lord. Yet we hear the voice of the Lord every day in the household of Christ Christ Tabernacle because we have a father in the Lord I hear from the Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for our father in the Lord. We give you praise. The thousand tongue is not enough to say thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. The Lord is one. All that I want, I've been thinking about is to pray for our Father in the Lord. Indeed, He's a good Father. He, he doesn't only teach us the Scriptures. He's an example. Everybody can say He's my Father in Christ with tabernacle. Everybody has got that personal relationship with Him, apart from Him being the minister of the Gospel. We're going to pray for Him. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, if you pray, we read from verse 19. It says, pray for me. This is what Apostle is asking us. He said, pray for me on this Father's Day that whenever he, Apostle, he said, I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chain. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Hallelujah. This is what the man of God wants. He wants to manifest in the power of God when he is speaking. So we're going to pray that, Father, let this manifest as he will come and bless us today. Let's begin to pray. Our Lord and King, we want to thank you. We bless your name. We thank you for our Father in you, O God. Apostle A.T.B. Williams, indeed he is a father. We bless your name. Many are dads, but they are not fathers. But indeed, Apostle has been a father in you. He has been a father, like biological father to every one of us. We thank you for his life. We thank you for the heart that you have given him. Today we pray that, Father, as he will come to minister, we pray, O oh God, that, Father, whenever he will speak, O oh God, that your word will be given to him in the name of Jesus, so that he will fearlessly make known the mystery, the mystery, the mystery, the mystery, the mystery of the gospel. There's a mystery of the word of God for every one of us today. As our Father will speak, oh, our Father in heaven, we ask of God that you will give apostle that mystery of the gospel today. That will touch every single life in the name of Jesus. That my God and King, he will declare the word of God fearlessly as he should. That each individual will be touched and your name will be glorified. Lord, we give you all the praise. We thank you because you are faithful. Blessed be to your name, Lord. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord this morning. God is good to all the fathers. Happy Father's Day. Amen and amen. Let's put our hands together for them. All fathers, may the Lord bless you. Thank you for being there for us at all times. Amen, amen. Without wasting time, with an uplifted hand, let's read the book of Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and all that dwelleth therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? 
Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I'll praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your work to another. They will tell the mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, total anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises, and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall, and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth is speaking praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's just lift up the name of the living God. Let's just bless his holy name. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords.
Oh, my God. 
Father, we exalt your holy name. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, in heaven because of your mercy. Thank you for everyone in this house. Thank you for everyone under this shelter. Thank you for many more that are out there that you are bringing in between now and the end of July. Because there will be a sign of the waters in the pool of Bethesda. The lame and the blind shall come in and they shall be healed. Those who have been oppressed shall come and they shall be delivered. For the Lord will rise like the rising sun over Christ with tabernacle. And stretch out his mighty hand for great signs and wonders. Our God and King, we bless and glorify your name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Turn to every man around you and greet them. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day. <laughs> Amen. You know, on Father's Day, I always preach one message. is the Father's heart. Now, we haven't greeted the Father in heaven. Happy Father's Day. Shall we say, Father, happy Father's Day. I want to sing to the Lord. How
takes care of every mankind. Hallelujah, I love it. I wonder when you last woke up and said, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Son. Good morning, Holy Spirit on your knees. He paid the debt. I did not. I owe the debt. I could not pay. in the heavenly places please I have a God who is your God he loves you choir please take your seats put your hands together for the choir my message this morning is very brief Every Father's Day, I love to speak about the Father in Heaven. The Father in Heaven. And I call it the Father's Heart. You know, On earth, some of us may not be privileged to have a father who had been there for us. Because there are some people who were born in families where the father is not resident. Even some may not know their earthly father. As well as mothers. Some may not have the privilege to be raised by a father who is a man before he became a father. And because of that, they grew up with a great lacuna in their lives. There are some people too on earth who their father and their mother died when they were young. And so 
They trusted on uncles and aunties who ended up abusing them till they grew up. And there are some people who have parents who, by the grace of God, were together and together they raised the children. Some people, their parents wanted to abort them when they were conceived. And there was great controversy. Anyhow, they are born. And if you look at the world, therefore, you will find various scenarios concerning Father. But I'm saying all these things because I want to talk about the Father in heaven. Today, if I can help you understand that one called the Father in heaven, I'll be done. But I tell you that your life will not remain the same. Can I say to us that in this brief introduction of God the Father, you will come to realize and agree with me, with all conviction, that whatever be the basis or the scenario in which you were born, does not determine where you are going on earth. That's what I want to show you. The Father in this world may not like you, he may not love you, he may hate you. The Father in this world may not be resident, even when you are growing up. You may not have the privilege to, you know, be brought up by a father. But I tell you something, that nevertheless, there is someone who is your real father, who sent you to the earth for a purpose, who knew what you would go through before he sent you, and he still sent you to that family. People born by prostitutes, people born in the ghetto, people born in royal palaces. But yet, it does not determine the height you will go on earth. God loves us so much, and we need to realize this. I have a story that I told, share with them in New Cross. There's a story of a young a man. He's now, you know, he's no young man now because he's a father, and, you know, a few years more he will become a grandfather. But he came to CFT, you know, very early teenage. His father and his mother were very good people. You know, African people, when one of you is successful, he raises others. He sponsors everybody, isn't it? He leaves his own family, continues to sponsor them until they can have a foothold. Most families in Africa, that's how it is except families where, you know, the parents were rich. And this man, the parents give birth to them in England. They married in England. And uh, this, the, the sister and the brother. And then they went to Nigeria and gave birth to the third one in Nigeria. And when they got to Nigeria as newly arrived, well-educated, they soon rose to a very high Position Because at that time, not too far from the independence and, um, you know, Nigerians were, when they come into England, if you, if you beg them with anything, they won't stay. If you give them the whole of Parkland, they, they won't accept it. A number of them bought houses in Parkland. One, one of them was my senior cousin who bought a house in Parkland at 5,000 pounds. Yeah. In Parkland. And he was a lawyer, was a Yale graduate. So, they don't want to stay. 
But unfortunately, as they got to Nigeria, everything was was rosy. You know, they were living in a place like uh, Parkland. We call it Ikoye, Nigeria. Uh, you know, uh, obeys water and stuff like that. We drive us to take them everywhere, well-dressed, went to private primary school, always in, you know, well-composed. And life was good, very promising. And one day, and families would come, sing your praise. Thank you, some, some of them come, feed and go. And their parents were hilarious. And they both went out one day and they crashed in an accident and they died on the spot. The senior one was seven plus. The second one was six. And the junior one was four. So, the families divided them among themselves. These young lads were looking up to a family that would help them, that would take care of them because they knew how they were connected with their parents. But rather than taking care of them, they began to pack them. They used them as slaves. House girl and house boy. And the one that is four, they only groom him to get older and they began to fag him. They would isolate them from their own family when they eat on the dining table and all stuff like that. And these children, you can imagine children of four, six and seven, how could they understand what's going on? They were wondering what is going on here. And they soon woke up to the age of nine, ten to recognize that they, what the enemy intends for them is destruction for life. Of course, all their properties, the properties of their father, they have confiscated it, shared among themselves, brothers and stuff, and they've taken everything. Why their own children was doing well. So this young man among them, who is a member of CFT eventually, the Lord, the hand of God was upon him at the age of nine. Well, six to nine. He started to feel that the responsibility of the family relies on him, his shoulder. So he went at the age of nine to work with those who play polo, golf, was picking golf balls for them. And then one of the days, someone discussed with him among the, the, the uh, you know, golfers. Tell who are you? What, tell me, what, what, you small boy, why are you doing this? And he told the story of his father and his mother. And he said, well, you are British, isn't it? He said, yes. And this is how God began to change things. Eventually, he was sponsored, and he took his British passports. He stole it from where they kept it, the uncle. He had to go and dig it out, steal his and her sister. But the other one was born in Nigeria, so they were helped, and they got to London. But when he came to London, God directed him to Christ with Tabernacle as an early teenager. And then, the rest is story. You see, that young boy who, is he, who was four, he who came here, God began to help him. You know, you won't sit on the chair, on the pew in CFT and remain the way you are. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> you cannot. Because in this place, you'll find friendship. If, you're, if you don't have a parent, you find fathers and mothers, you have family. And so... Many did not know his story, but a few of us. And God helped us. He qualified in engineering. Now he has established his own business. Now he has fleets of hotels in London, in UK, not London, UK. 
and he helped his brother. And his brother, while he was in university, went to those who have uncompleted buildings and told them that, can I lease your building? You know, adversity is the mother of invention. And they said, yeah, do whatever is, is, you know, that building is just there. We can't finish it. We don't have money to finish it. So he will raise money from the brother in London and he will finish those properties and rent them out to students like himself. And he began to be an estate manager of students. And then from there, God established that work. And in, in Nigeria, he has a lot of properties, you know, uh, students' accommodation. Even at the time that that wasn't popular. But he, today, is a successful man. He has two master's degrees. This, this brother who came here. But I told you this story because I want to tell you something. Whether you were fortunate and you were brought up by parents that are, that are very good, that's very nice. However, if you were deprived of parenthood, and you don't have a father, don't let that give you hurt or hate. Because there is a father in heaven. There is a father in heaven. He is the father to the fatherless. You know, on behalf of God, I want to say to every one of you in CFT Church, and those of you who watch me on television all the time, accept me as your father. I know you have. I know you have. God would never leave a void unfilled in the life of a man. I tell you this. Don't let your lack of earthly father turn your eyes away from your heavenly father. He has great plan for you. Now let me talk about the heavenly father. You know in the book of Genesis which we are studying right now, chapter 1 to chapter uh, 7, no, 8 now, you will recognize that chapter 1 of Genesis verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Why? Why should God leave heaven to come and create the heavens and the earth? The heaven is enough for him. What is he doing with the earth? But if you look at it, it says, Now the earth was void and formless, and the Spirit of the Lord is, was moving over the deep. Can what God create be formless? No. God never creates something that is formless. And God never creates something for nothing. If you look at the book of Isaiah... Chapter 45, verse 18. He says, For this is what the Lord says. He who created the earth, the heavens, is God. He has fashioned and made the earth. He founded it. He did not create it to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited. Let me say this, that I want to say a statement that is not within what I'm teaching you. I have had some ministers preach from this verse 1 and verse 2 that God created some human beings before Adam. Can I say this to you? It's a teaching from the pit of hell. Lucifer brought that preaching. I don't care whatever name or crowd they seem to pull. You need to know this. 
in our, in our days. This is end time. Sometimes lack of exposition, which you may call education, could be a cancerous disease in the spiritual. To, to mislead many so that they will miss the truth. The Bible says Adam was the first man. Woe to any human being that says a man had been created before Adam. If, if he says he's from the Lord, you need to ask him which of the lords. Yes. Because the Bible cannot lie. And you cannot have complete understanding of this world that you are. You can't. No matter how genius you are in your career, can you see, can you understand the ratio of your career to all careers on earth? You discover that it's not significant. So, but God created the heavens and the earth, but He didn't intend it to be formless or void. But Genesis chapter 2 tells us, chapter 1 verse 2 rather, tells us now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering now why I read this scripture to you is this you need to ask yourself why on earth did God just create this world I mean he's okay with angels in heaven he's doing fine it's because of you and I you and I if you look at from that report the next verse says and God said let there be light there was light. Did you consider that when you were reading it again? And then he says something after that. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. He separated them. Until today, darkness and light cannot mix together. It's impossible. In whatever way you look at it, you look at that in natural thinking, if you look at that from physics, it's even better for me. I've never seen in electricity or in the side of electrical engineering that there is a place where darkness and light meet together and they form something. No, God separated it. Am I talking to you now? Then verse 5 says something interesting. God called the light what? Day. And darkness he called night. And there was what? Evening. And there was... And at that time, God has not created the moon and the stars and all those things. That's why when you read further, and it talks about the creation of the moon and stars, I said He created them to govern. He has already created the day and the night. And He asked the moon to govern the night and the sun to govern the day. So, God did all these things. He spoke to the ground. The waters separated and the seas were formed, springs were formed, all this beautiful vegetation came up, and he created the monstrous beast in the, in the, in the sea. For our exploration till today, <laughs> he created, you know, you know, all the trees and forests and savanna and these deserts and all the places you go to do, um, your holidays and um, honeymoon and stuff like that. God just created all those places because of one thing. Is because of you and I. Haven't God created everything and all minerals under the ground that have been discovered and yet to be discovered? All the sea creatures that have been discovered and yet to be discovered. 
Isn't God ingenious? He knows that human beings will be explorers because God is, is, is the ultimate. And He created all these things for us from generation to generation, what we will discover now, stuff like that, and big comfort in this world. Everything was organic. And then in verse 26, God said, what shall we do together? And God said, make man in our own image. Can you see how great the Father's love is for us? We are the last to be created, and yet He put everything under our feet. He didn't give the animals the brain he gave us. Animals can't tame man, but man can tame animals. Animals cannot explore the minerals under the ground, though they built tunnels. Alright? Because if you read the book of Jude, it talks about all this stuff. Even termites build tunnels. They build their houses. But they cannot explore what is under the ground, but to man. Why? Because God created this world for man, and so God gave man his own spirit. He made him in his own image, and he gave him the rulership of this world. He says, have dominion over every creature, over everything I have created that move on this earth. Isn't that God loving? I can hear you. Talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> I said, isn't God loving? Yes. You know, all the comfort you have received and the comfort you are yet to receive, God created them waiting for you to receive it. No wonder in the book of Genesis chapter 3.16, shall we look at it very quickly, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's read it further. For God did not. Then the next verse. Can you tell us from beside you, God loves you? Because we are the world. God loves the world. You see, Satan hid the world because he did not create it. God loved the world because he created the world and he created all of us on it. Are we together now? We know that in Genesis chapter 3, man fell. That's why the scripture comes. That because God's original intention for the world that human beings should domain on the earth remains, He sent His Son. And He said in this scripture, God so loved. He didn't say, For God loved the world. God so loved. There is love, there is so much love. I'm telling you, therefore, if your Father didn't love you, the Father in heaven loves you. I love you. Hmm? It doesn't matter how many people hate you. What matters is who are the people who love you. Those who hate you are useless. 
their uselessity times uselessity is exponential uselessism. Am I talking to somebody? Look, let me tell you, those of you who like the story of the brother I said, you know, mommy and I have been his father and mother all the time from about 8, 13 he came here. And we have parented this young man. Let me tell you this. If your father died when you were born, look at your life. What happened to you? God did not allow you to have that vacuum. He has helped you thus far. There are many people who have father and mother. They are not where you are today. Don't you think about that? Come on now. Somebody is working on your behalf in the secrets. His name is the Father in heaven. Now I tell you this. So God loves you. He has not condemned you. And I cannot condemn you. The second thing is that God had a plan for you before he sent you. God, say after me, God had a plan for me before he sent me to the earth. Look at the book of Jeremiah 1, 5. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Your parents did not know you. There is no one here who knew the children he would give back to before they were born. Hello? You didn't hear what I said. I said God knew you. Before you were born. There is no parent who knew their children before they were born. Except me. Because my last born, Brasifas, two years before he was conceived, the Lord took me to heaven and he said to me, I want to show you your children. That's why I have three children. It's good to work with God. He will tell you everything new. He will give you information that way is solid. And so this day, he called my daughter to come out. And I saw her career and I saw her calling. Because I will take you to that now. And she passed. And I saw the unction. I could measure the unction available for her on earth. She She will soon start writing. She's still busy fixing life now. And in a short time, she will shift into that. Because she wrote, I saw that grace in her. She wrote so many books that, you know, became a blessing to many people in the world. And then he called my son, and he told me that he would be a, she would be a lawyer. He called my son and said, this would be a doctor. And he, he showed me he would be an evangelist. My daughter would be a teacher. My son would be an evangelist. And then he said, Cephas, come forth. And that boy had not been conceived. And I saw him, not as a baby, as he's matured now, walking from before the Lord. And the Lord showed me, he said, this is the one who will take the mantle from you. And the Lord said to me, I looked at him, and the Lord said, and I said, Lord, what is his career? He said, whatever career you give him. He said, I did not apportion him career on earth. But whatever career you give him, he will succeed in it. And then he passed. But yet, even I who had that vision, I told the church. And when I told the church that this is what, what God showed me, 
I woke my wife up that day. I said, it's time for Cephas to come. She said, what is Cephas? She said, what is Cephas? Acted on the prophetic. She said, what is Cephas? And I told her, I said, the God of heaven has met with me and showed me. And I told her. And my wife said, please let me sleep, let me sleep. She said, don't wake me up. When we wake up, we talk to me about this. He said, well, ah, the one I just gave back to is one year. Just let me sleep. <laughs> I said, no problem. Sleep. Have your sleep. So, after talking to her for about a week or two, I went to the pulpit and I said, this is what the God of heaven has revealed to me, church. And I said, let him come. I'm sure some of you were there when I announced this. And people began to, to apportion what they would do. This one would say, I will, I will be backing him. That one would say, I will do this. All manners of promises. But you know something that God is saying? Though I had the privilege to see him who is unborn. And that's why after three, there is no miracle that can bring me any child anymore. Because I'm done from what God had prepared. So if you look at this scripture, I say, before I formed in your womb, I knew you. Even that Cephas that was revealed to me, I did not know. I only saw what God revealed. I did not know. I said something in New Cross. You see, every child I named, and every child that passed through this house, who have been, uh, you know, part of this family sometimes, some of them moved on. It is impossible for any one of them to be lost. It is a covenant of heaven with me. I lay my hands on their head. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. They can go on holiday. They will come back. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> they will all come back one after the other. Some of them went for world football match. They will come back. <laughs> You know this chair, every Sunday you sit on it. Have you seen this chair follow you to your house? No, but you must come back to your chair. <laughs> Amen. So, two things about them is this. They will succeed in life and they will come back to this house. Because it was in this house God healed them. So don't worry about any one of them that you are not seeing now. They will run faster than you. You'll be begging God for them. Hallelujah, somebody. One of them, one of the children who, who, um, who was raised in CFT, you know, if you go out to the back here now, you'll see some uh, signs, uh, some artwork they did for Woolish. Do you, you, you won't believe this. A, a, a boy who was raised here and the parents moved on, he was amazed. He is the artist. They now gave this thing to, to design. He said, where? He said, cathedral. He said, that was the church I was raised. And he designed the, the, the artwork. But they're coming back. Hallelujah. But when they come, they will come plenty. <laughs> Not only them, they will come with their trailer. So, know this. I want you to have a certainty in your heart today, before leaving this place, that there's a God who formed you. He knew you before you were even woven. Before you were born, he set you apart and appointed you. In this case, prophet. So there's a certain apart for your profession, 
There's appointment for your spiritual. Am I with you now? And you will fulfill both in the name of Jesus. Before I go explain this to you just for about five minutes, I should tell you this. Third thing is that the plan of God for you is good and perfect. You write these things down. God loves you. John 3.16 God has a plan. He had a plan for you before sending you. Jeremiah 1.5 Number three. The plan of God for you is perfect. Jeremiah 22 verse 11 it's at 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know my plans I have towards you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Come on now. Listen to me. I have just two segments and we'll close. Today just for you to know how much God loves you. How much God loves you. Even those who hit their fist against God because of their ignorance, God still loves them. Because they're ignorant. If you look at this scripture, it says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So there's a future for every man under heaven. A good future. That's the reason why I told you scenarios of different birth. Maybe you didn't have a father, but you're still advancing in life. How you get to where you are today, you can't really tell. I, I thought that there should be a father for you before you can get to where you're going. Not really. If you have a father that hears God and listens to God, that's a better thing. It will only guide you. It will only inform you. He will guide you in a path that will be difficult for you, but is better for you. You know, your, your father who is spiritual will want to stop you from all association that can put you in trouble. And at that time, you are in primary school, you are saying, but, but let me have friends. And he said, no, yeah, you can have friends, but these friends, you can't have them. He said, but why, but why? He gasps over you and your mother, you know. But you see, where you are born in a family, whether the family has father or doesn't have father, whether it's rich or poor, because God ordained you in that family, God will begin, God has arranged for you, some individual people who will impact into your life as you are growing as a boy. Alright? He will, if you don't have a father, he will arrange somebody from outside who will be helping you. He will arrange, if you don't have a mother, he will arrange some mother from outside who will be helping you. And you start growing. You start growing. And God will shape your life. God knows those of us who will accept him. He did not preordain it. Or he's all knowing. He knows what your choice will be when things will happen to you. So, those that will accept him, the Bible tells us that God begins to guide their life. Even the people who rebel, he still guides them so that God is equitable when he judges. Now, so you have people who are informing you when you are growing up until you became a teenager. You have others who are informing you. Some of them are friends. Some of them are family. Some of them are teachers and inform you and all stuff like that. Until you get born again, the church you go has a lot to do with fulfilling destiny. If you are in a church where the Word of God is taught, not where devil is taught, not where Satan is taught, where godliness is taught, a place where Jesus is the Lord, where you are taught how to submit to the counsel of heaven 
where you are taught how to read the Bible and understand God Himself. So that you are not a baby all your life. You are growing spiritually and so that you can manifest the power of, the sal- of salvation. The power of the cross. Not just coming to church every Sunday singing and going, no, no, no. You are under a person who hears God, who sees God, who breathes God, who eats God, who drinks blood. God. It will change the way you think. All this information given to you are the, the, they originated from God. They are the plans of God to help you achieve these good plans. To prosper you, not to harm you. To ensure you have hope and you have expected it or future. But if you look at all this information from the bath, parents' information, your friends, to cut off bad friends and follow those who are not mediocre and follow, you know, commit yourself to your studies, follow good friends and then, you know, iron sharpness, iron, and both of you can begin to go. You know, let me say this about friends. When children are, I told some kids um, shortly that when a child is 13, hmm, all your parents must know this. That's the time you catch them. Because 13 plus 10 is 23. A child who wastes his 10 years from 13 will regret in his age from 25 to 30. Because his mates who understood, who were compelled by good parents, all right? You don't leave children and say that they know what to do. They don't know what to do. That's why you are parents and they are children. You tell them what to do. Whether the government say you force them, you don't force them. You force them because if you don't force them, government will force them into wrong things. Am I talking to you? All right. You must put your foot on the ground to choose for your children because their life is in your hand. You don't just let them teach them nonsense in the the class. You must tell the teacher, this and this and this, my child is exempted. This and this. If they want to take you to court, that's why a number of us in this. We have produced more than 100 lawyers here. Go to court and tell us. You have the right to dictate the life of your children. And if you don't do that to them, tears will mislead them. And enforce marijuana and enforce them into drugs. Because those guys out there, they've compelled them, even they threatened them. But if your child had not been emboldened, that, you know, if you see somebody who dresses this way, don't follow them. They are demon-possessed. There is no, no, there is no painting. A man who dresses like a woman, there is a demon in him. man who plots here, there is a demon in him. Women who want to become like man, there is a demon in them. Whether they accept or not, that's not the issue. I told them in New Cross, I was watching on television this week, and I saw a man... Maybe you might have seen it in an advertisement. That person is a human, but he has several hands. And all the hands you have moved. It's on the sky, I saw the advert. And I called my son, I paused it, I rewinded it, I said, look at this figure. And my son saw it, and I said, son, do you know what? I read the, the, the book they call the six and seven books of Moses. It's not Moses who wrote it, it's D. Lawrence that wrote it. A master magician. I read it. All the demons that are, you know, they are showing you photographs now. I saw them there. I know where you can invoke which one of them. Because my father was a mystic. 
I was raising God. But I decided to go and explore the devil. I said, look at what he said. They put this on television now. Those who are Satanists are celebrating, but some Christians are naive. What, 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 what? Have you seen that God created a man with four hands and five hands and six hands? And you need to let your children know this. That this world is full of the devil. And the only benefit you get from the devil is regret. So from the age of 13 to 10 years, that child must form in England. If he draws back, his colleagues have moved ahead. He can't catch up. And when the child is 23, 10 years to 23 with 33, that is when you forge your career progression in life. You must let your child, if you are a good parent, you must let your children know this. You know, sometimes children choose what, they don't, what is not good for them. I met some kids sometimes. You know, when I met children, I asked them, what do you want to become in life? I asked the first one, I said, drama. I said, drama. Drama. You mean, you want to, you want to, you want to, you want to do the film of Daniel uh, and, uh, and, uh, he said, like, Abednego, and then, Ezekiel 37, Valleys of the Dry Bones. He said, what am I talking about? You are a Christian, but you don't know what I'm talking about? He said, drama. I said, with drama. I said, look, I, myself, am a drama. <laughs> and I didn't go to university. What do you want to do in drama I cannot do? I can teach you drama. I said, your mates are reading so that they can have tangible thing to contribute. You are looking for drama. My friend, may God rebuke the drama story from you. Talk to me and tell me you want to do something reasonable for humanity. And I change the orientation. Because child don't know what is good for them. Like you and I, we don't know what is good for us before God. Unless we pray and Holy Spirit will tell us. But you know something, all this information a child is given, and those who inform them matter to this plan of God. If you are rightly informed, rightly brought up, rightly trained, and rightly educated spiritually, what matters and that makes you is what you do with the information. You raise some children and inform them, but they do something else with the information, only for them to spend some years and bite their finger and come back and regret. That should stop. Am I talking to you now? There is a way that seemed right to man, the end is destruction. There is no such a thing as old school. It's a, it's a statement of the devil. And the devil who says this is older than everybody's school. Am I talking to you? So, but all what happens to you from birth along and you accept Christ, things will shift. Once you accept Jesus, if you have been neglected before, you will not be neglected anymore. If you have been cast down before, you will not be cast down anymore. If you have felt, you know, you are unworthy before, once you are born again, it's a new thing. The Bible says you are a new creation. God enters into you and lives in you. You cannot be deceived by Satan anymore. The devil or peer pressure cannot take you anymore because you are free from dominion of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his son. Then what you need is an instructor in godliness. An instructor. Somebody who tells you God and he plays God. Am I talking to you? 
I've heard that someone said, uh, one, one of the ministers was talking to me, said that he met somebody who has been used to me before as a minister, and he asked him, I have not been seen with Apostle Williams. He said, look, let me tell you, Apostle, you know, many people say Apostle does not do what he preach. Do you believe that? CFTR, do you believe that? Uh-huh. He said, people say Apostle don't, preach, don't do what he preach. And, he, you know, he said that, um, you know, so, so that's why I've not been coming with him. And I told the person who reported to me that you will have asked that person, tell me one thing that he preached, he did not do. He preached that you should go to school. He went back to study law. At his old age, he's older than you. He continued to study the law until everybody wake up and begin to do something in his church. You can't be in his church and just sit there and sit aloof. He said, Apostle... Did you hear that apostle went to, to caress a woman in the corner and they caught him there caressing another man's wife? I said, did you ask him that? He said, so you'll have asked him. You know, when people talk like that generic to you, they will, you can tell, say that to you, that you, all you hypocrites, tell him that, oh yeah, tell me one thing that is hypocritical, not two, just one. And you see their mouth shut up. Am I talking to you? Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of stranger. They will not follow. And that person just told the person that, look, <laughs> you are joking. I will follow a leader that I see what he's teaching is his life. Say CFT is advancing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will follow a man like that. Advancing in everything. Listen to me. You have so many people who will speak to your ears. But use your judgment to weigh the future of your decision in life. You have not gone through any problem that others are not familiar with, I tell you. You only need to ask from older people and tell them your old problem and now listen to their problem too because the older you are, the more problem you've passed on earth. So, information that you receive from the day you were born Till the day you leave this world, what you do with that information is what brings you to the expected end. But God is waiting for you for your future. God has a plan to give you hope. God has a plan to make you good. God has a plan to bless you. But, one thing. When he sends all the people who will equip you in information... Do something constructive with the information. Now, what about your personality? And that's where I want to end. I'm sure we are doing fine this morning. I can't hear you. Okay, I have to finish in eight minutes. You see, some of us are fast in the world in thinking. They grew from young always excelling in academics. Yes, in your class they teach you something, the same thing they teach some other boys or girls. They, they, they can regurgitate it. And you still have to study it and have to read it again and again. They do, you do exam, you think that you passed it, but all what you wrote was garbage. It happened to you before, say amen. That's very good. It happened to me too. That I went to challenge my lecturer, that, but I passed it. I wrote every answer. My lecturer understood that it is the young exuberance. And he brought my paper. And he went through question number one. And he went through my answer. And said, this is the question I asked. Do you understand? I said, yes. He said, okay, now let us read what you wrote. And he read what I wrote. 
with my own self. I condemn myself. <laughs> because in that exam, I thought I wrote answer to the question. But the moment I started reading what I wrote with the lecturer, I discovered that what I was writing about is something. They're asking you about Paris. You are talking about China. <laughs> A lecturer told me that lecturers don't just fail people. <laughs> if you don't answer their question, they don't give you the mark. He says, so Alfred... Read your question twice before you start to answer. I said, yes, sir. Then my brain woke up. Isn't it? So, uh, you know, what I'm telling you by that is this. You must be very, very careful about who informs you, information that you get, and the application of the information. But God has a future for you, no matter what you have done that is wrong. Now let's look at your personality. You know, some of us are, you know, everybody's different. Under this, I say God created you according to His purpose for you. You know, God created you according to His purpose. You know, I'm your pastor. I know some of you who don't come to prayer. Am I lying? Ah. <laughs> Lord, nobody's answering me here. I said I know some of you don't come to prayer. Say amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes when the, the mercy of a father gets to my heart, do you know, those of you who come, don't you remember, don't you agree with me that I would say, Father, please cover all of them too. Isn't it? Even sometimes when God told me to anoint you and I would look at those who are there and say, Lord, Lord, please, please, please. These people are not here. Please help me. Let me anoint these ones and then I will anoint the other ones. And then I will do another day just to make sure it goes round. Isn't it? Uh, isn't it? That's the Father's heart working for you. But it does not validate your truancy, you know. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? You know, we see, we see work with you because we should know this, that all of us, God is working on us and we are at different stage of work. Am I talking to you? I don't hate you because you don't come to prayer meeting. If you have you, you come to me, I'll still talk to you. Even sometimes when I get so vexed and I say that, if you don't come, don't come and talk to me. I will not answer you. But the, what happens that time is that the next day, somebody who didn't come will phone me. <laughs> and I will say that, well, you didn't see, I didn't see you in the meeting. I have to do the job. You know, the Father wants your attention all the time. He wants relationship all the time. Why? It's because of you. You know, because he said in the book of Isaiah, I suppose it's in chapter 2, verse 18 and 19. It says here, go to, the, go to that Isaiah. Yes. It says, come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. God wants to reason with you. You know, God doesn't want you to be saying, Ah, Apostle can see. You know, God showed him what will happen to England. He showed him what will happen to the economy, to the time and date, and it happened. He showed him what to do this. Oh, he prays for you, and he sees vision and stuff. God wants you to, to have it. He wants you to, to have it. And it's not hard. Some people go fasting and fasting and fasting and fasting. I told you here, it is not fasting, it's relationship with the law. It is your heart. For the things of God. It is a, a curious heart to know a career is the best um, um, a mentee for a mentor. 
You understand? And that's how Jesus is. He wants you to truly love him. He wants you to have time for him. Jesus wants relationship. And the Father loves us to have relationship with the Son. So, he knows our weaknesses, isn't it? Some of us, we don't, when we are singing, we don't like shouting. Our nature is not that, except when you go to football pit and they are shouting, you are shouting too. However, let me agree that you don't shout. Hmm? Except for football, yeah? The British people, why are you looking at me like that? Every, every quiet British man, when his team is on, you know, playing, he will talk about it to everybody. And he will tell you how they will win. And then if it's before the television and then, and then they are playing, his leg will be moving like this. And, and he, can, he, can, he can hit his wife while he's trying to score for them, isn't it? And so when he's in church, he will go, I love you, love. I live my boy. Everyone saying, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. We're going, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. My soul, rejoice. All people are jumping up. He will go, go like that. No, God is working on you, man. <laughs> and we are patient with you, you see. God is still working on you. I remember at the time of my, my teenage age, I, you know, when I come into the church, I'm very much ashamed. I, I don't want to do anything that will make me look like silly. And not knowing that what I thought is silly is the sense. <laughs> Isn't it? You know, I don't want to be too loud. I, I feel embarrassed. Until I recognize that... Uh, that embarrassment is necessary for life. It's part of the nugget that makes life go on. You know? God is working on you. Am I talking to you? He knows your frailty. God formed you. And he knows what he used to form. Some of us we are loud. Some of us he formed does not be loud. We have to educate the one who is not loud when to be loud and to be loud appropriately. And the one who is loud, we have to teach you not to be just loud anywhere. To use the loudness constructively. That is what the choice is all about. We don't think you are less godly if you are not shouting. Alright? Though it is good to shout and express your joy to your God because it elevates your spirit, man. But if you are the one that just keep quiet, mm, we accommodate you. When the time will come, Holy Ghost will put fire in your bone. And when the fire comes into your bone, you'll be running all over the whole place. We will catch you when we will catch you. You'll be flying all over the whole place. But until that happens to you, let me say this to you. You are not less godly. Am I talking to you? You are not less godly. And each one of you should recognize that. That we all are, you know, um, um, we are, what do you call this now? I, I don't have the phrase for it, but, you know, we are, we are a tool or a machine, better, that is going through transformation. God is working on us one day at a time. And we will all get there. You see, some people, they can pray. They just join the church. God born again. Three months, they are leading prayers. You have been in church for years. I want to say you should pray. Please, please, apostle. No problem. You haven't sinned. It is because God is working on you in that area. You must be patient with yourself and patient with God. And you must not also accept your past to convict your present. God forgets your past because you have asked Jesus. Therefore, 
there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Whatever you are in the past, have nothing to do with today. Because someone sent his son and he paid the price. You may make mistakes in the past. Everybody has made mistakes. One mistake or the other. You may think your own mistake is so terrible. Come on, let me tell you. Everybody's mistake is terrible to him. One thing you cannot do is to continue to look at your past and allow Satan to convict you that you have no future. There is no such a thing in Christ Jesus. When you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. All things are passed away. Your father's sin, your grandfather, your forefather's sin. Forgiven. Talk less your own sin. Blotted out. You may remember it, but God does not remember their sin. No more. And God wants me to let you know this. Whether you believe it or not, as far as the Father is concerned, you are God's righteousness. Every one of you. It's not because you speak in tongues. It's because Jesus paid you with his blood. And you say yes to Jesus. Am I talking to you? And when you get him, go and read the scripture. Because I really want to close. Yes. It's Psalm 139 from verse 13 to 18. It says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that for sure. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depth of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before each one of them come to be. My, how precious to, to, me, uh, to me are your thoughts, O oh God, as a father. How vast is the sum of, the sum of them? Where, where I to count them, they, they will outnumber the grains of sand when I am awake I am still with you is God not wonderful this is God's plan for you and I finished by reading to you again Isaiah 1 18 and 19 it says come let us reason together and this is your message to take home God wants to reason with you don't worry about your level, you, the level you are just want to reason with you. God will take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Am I talking to you? He wants to reason with you. He says, Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be what? Like wool. Then let's start up together in this hall. And we read verse 19 together with boldness. Shall we? If I'm willing, talk to somebody and read that scripture. If you are willing, hey, hey, come on, let me tell you, you young guys. You know, when I was young like you, um, you know, I thought at the time that I should flex my muscles, isn't it? So I became a boxer. And uh, though my father doesn't want me to be a boxer, you know, my mother doesn't want me because she doesn't fight at all. But my father said, let him go and just have some experience. I was in school and I joined boxing club. And in Lagos, I was a, I was a federal champion in Nigeria. I boxed everybody to knockout. But all my friends I boxed to knockout were friends. After we are finished boxing, we hug one another and we play together. If we don't bite one another in the air, 
in my own time. You know, we don't chop people's ears off with our teeth, but we box one another. And then after some time, you know, I also decided to go and wear some, 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 some trousers. <clears throat> you can put the heads of two people in my trousers. And I was going all over the streets with my trousers. You know, at that time, they call it, um, you know, Labu. Yeah, so, and then, and then I have my friends who are doing jerry coil, but they have warned me that if you put that conch in your head, it will remove the whole of your hair. And I love Afro. So I built up my Afro, and my Afro was so big, you know, and, you know, we also said that we, are, we have arrived, you know, at the time. We didn't know that without pe- pe- money in your pocket, you haven't arrived at all. <laughs> we, we, you know, because all this time, it was still my mother's money that I'm using to buy trousers, to buy, you know, put my hair. And I think, I think, I think my photograph in those days, I, you guys, you should have it now. What's matter with you? And so I had all these things on my head. And I had all these things, you know, my shirt, we're smoking you smoke the shirt and then the shirt goes like that. It puffs here like old British type of apparel. And then some of us would put on a hat. And at the young age, you get a walking stick. And then you walk with the hat, you know, walking stick. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> that is the fashion in the time. That was the fashion in the time. And you think that we, are, we, we weren't used at, like you before. We were. So, but when we were doing those things at the same time, we're not too crazy. Because we're church boys. And there are some who went so far, you know, beyond. And when we know we know our limits, that our clothes cover our body, and our eyes look responsible, we look clean and neat, because we are brought up in the church. And that's just what I'm saying to you. You know, fashion is not bad, but it can be a killer when it rules your heart. When you expose your body, you become a victim to the devil. When you follow the fashion brought by idols, then you become a victim. Am I talking to you? You know, they have all manners of hair that is caught now. I don't have a problem with it, but if you caught hair, that one of those boys in the cult who are footballers, they have initiated them. They come with it, and you get it. Then there's a problem because the demon that gave it will follow you. I will be making life miserable for you. Do you understand me? And that is where we need to understand. This scripture says, "If you are willing and obedient," and this is what you should take home. The Father in heaven, the only thing you can do to woo Him is to be willing to repent of your wicked ways and be obedient to the instruction that He has given you. There must be no hint of adultery among you. Excuse me. That should never be mentioned even once. Adultery does not mean physical act. What about if a man is toasting you on telephone? And you two, you are there talking. You know what happens is that demons will surround your environment and they begin to inspire more and they will destroy your future. That's what demons do. Demons don't, they don't, they don't, they, they, they behave as if they are friends of yours and they try to get you into lust. When they get you into lust, they kill you. They will, they will destroy what you built for years. They can block anything. Demons can block anything. But you have to permit them to do that. That's the reason why, you know, you must be willing and you must be obedient. You know, when we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glorious in a way. What have you to do with hate or lie 
or deception. Excuse me. If I tell my life to my friend in God, what does it matter to me? He cannot do anything. Even if Satan I talk to, he can't, he can't stop my life. Rather than tell him what I'm not. So we must recognize this. To be willing and to be obedient to God is what God demands from us. I want to bow your heads and speak to God. Thank God for the grace of salvation. That God still loves you. Sometimes we have been rebellious against God. But God didn't write us off. Thank God for all the mistakes you have made in life. Can I have the choir? There is a
may say this to you. The clock of this world is running fast to an end. Am I talking to you? Those of you who have children grew up in CFT, you are supposed to have started Bible club in your universities. And this your holiday time will be with me alone. You must start Bible club, club in, your, in your university. You are supposed to be teaching others. You know, we had this last week about the massacre in Northampton. Don't you know this is the hand of the devil? How can a person who is normal just go on a rampage to stab innocent people? That is the demon. Those of you who are in Northampton, how many of you are in Northampton University? Raise your hands up to me. Nottingham, 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 not Nottingham, Nottingham. Raise your hand in Nottingham University. How many of you are in Nottingham University? So we have one there. Any other person in Nottingham? So I will send more of you to Nottingham to go and destroy the spirit that is causing unrest in Nottingham. Those of you who are going to university, let me tell you, you are the light of the world. If you are raising this house, anything that happens in the region where you are, you have to be blamed for it. You must have such heart that you can decree and stop the arsenal of the devil. And you see that happen. That, those those students who died, it could be your friend, it could be you. Am I talking to you now? Can you imagine what a promising life? One of them is studying medicine. The other one is studying history. And look at that. The other man was just planning to retire. The devil is bad. And we have to stand up in the name of Jesus Christ to, to drive the devil out of our land. Am I talking to you? So now we're going to sing When I Stand in Glory. And I want you to sing it as if you know it that you will stand with Jesus when he comes back. When I Stand in Glory. Celebrate the Father in heaven. 
I can't hear your amen. You want me to preach more? Hallelujah. Even if you want me, I have to go. Now, <laughs> I preach enough. Let me tell you something. We have a great future together. And if any one of you feel, because I think I didn't deal with that in this meeting, if you feel you are not handsome or you are not beautiful and that you need to do something to your body to be, come on, let me tell you that. It's the spirit of Satan that tells you that. I read that sound to you. You are wonderfully and beautifully made. You see that your nose that you think is big will be the attracting force to the person who will marry you. I'm telling you, <coughs> don't let the devil tell you that you are, your nose looks like... You know, this devil talk to people, people who abuse others. They'll be telling you that your nose, uh, who will take this nose? Your smile is bad. A smile is a smile. If it's bad to somebody, it's the best to another person. You don't have to look handsome to everyone. You don't have to look good to everyone. Because no one made you. You, let me see. Whatever you look, the way God created us and painted us and, you know, with all these varieties, somebody is created by God. That the way you look, that's just what will make that person crazy. And if you change your look, those who don't, those who are not impressed by you will never be impressed, even if you change your look. And the real person who should really love you for your original look that God created will not recognize because you have changed. Am I talking to you? There are some men, they are looking for girls that are black and beautiful. Real black and beautiful. In Nigeria, they don't use chemical. They use adiagmon. Adiagmon coconut oil. As they rub their body with coconut oil, you will see their blackness shining. Come on now. Retain that glory. Amen. The person that God created to marry you, that is what he was looking for. We must understand this. We must not dance to the tune of the devil. Tell somebody, I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. Tell the person, look at me, I'm a handsome man. I'm a beautiful girl. Whether you like it or not, I am handsome. It's not subject to your approval. Hallelujah. I can see some husband telling their wife, and their wife, the, the smile I'm seeing is, I mean, I didn't see that smile for some time. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> That's what you are. Celebrate what God has created you. Don't feel intimidated. Don't let anybody put you down. As far as I'm concerned with your pastor, you are all beautiful, you are all handsome. Woe to the mouth that says you are not. Once we eat their mouths, amen. Because my God created you, He painted you. I love your height. I love whether you are short or you are tall. I love everything. I love how you look. I love what you are. Amen. Don't let anyone intimidate you in any way, form, or shape. You have a future ordained by God. And together we will get there. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please be seated. Wow, wow. Come on, let's do it better. Let's do it better. Wow, wow, wow. You know, I don't know about you. It's always refreshing and eye-opening to hear Daddy speak. 
You understand why I do some of those things. Um, We, by God's grace, were exposed to ministry very early. And we happened to meet a lot of senior pastors in the league of daddy. But sometimes it marvels me. Those of you that have been in the faith far too long. For those of us that come from Africa, if you know something about SU, Scripture Union, on the campuses, universities, and colleges, they were the mouthpiece of God. And so anybody God will use in Africa of necessity must go through that. And some of the things that he talked about, he brings you to the heart of the Father. And any time you have the opportunity to sit under his feet, it's as if the mysteries and the secrets of God are being downloaded. And I pray that all of us see that. I keep on asking that God let him live long. And I want... <laughs> Some of you will get to know like he was explaining to us different types of fathers he is the father who has the heart of the father he can bring you to the place where you can apart from having the theoretical knowledge of the bible he brings you to the place where you have an experiential encounter which deepens your relationship with god in all sincerity. Now I'm saying all these things to say that. Let's cherish. I know we do. Do everything in your possible to take whatever you have to take from him. Because it's a dad like that. I say, God, where have I been all this time? I remember 19... Was it 2000? And I came to CFT in Bethesda. But then I was a pastor. I'm taking time to say this. I was a pastor in North London. Apparently, when Charity Commission visited churches with um, their finances and things like that, we were told by one accountant and a lawyer that when Charity Commission visited CFT, it was one of the best they found. So when our accountant then connected us to to the accountant of CFT and told us to come to the church and come and learn from them. That's my first time I came. That's around about 2001. That does not know this. We came to CFT in Bethesda. And when I came those times we were into that generational case and those things, you know that. So we were looking somewhere. And I, I remember daddy spoke vehemently that there's no such a thing as that in scriptures. But it was as if our eyes were what? Closed. I hope somebody is getting what I'm saying. And if I had that understanding that time, 
it would have taken me to a different level. Like he said, some of us have good parents and they fortified us with all the knowledge. But it's up to you to take what they are given to you. And so when he was given that God was trying to take me away from the things that was delaying me, yet my mindset and my way of behavior did not allow me. May it not happen to you. And so we have such a father like this. Okay, I won't take much time. I'll stop there. Exodus 25. Daddy. Exodus 25. At the right time, I'll talk about that. I'm reading from 1 and 2. In response to the message we heard, he said, There is a Father in heaven. Now, this is what the Father requires from you and I. Exodus 25, 1 and 2. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelite to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from everyone. Note this. Whose heart prompts them to give. Did you hear that? Other translations is whose heart moved them. Having heard that there is a father in heaven who cares about you way above every earthly father would do. He says, bring an offering to me. But the offering should come from a heart that is prompted or a heart that is willing. A heart that have acknowledged that a father in heaven kept you, made a way when men gave you an expiry date, when they did not believe in you and put obstacles and hindrances ahead of you. He lifted those things. He says, tell them to bring an offering. But I want that offering to be from a heart that is prompted. Hallelujah. And so tonight, or this morning, we're going to give to God. Having heard, I had, when Daddy was speaking, I could see that every one of us, one way or the other, God has spoken to us. Every one of us. I saw my picture so clear. My dad died when I was a little. My senior brother took over. We're seven, like Daddy explained. And our whole life changed. Now to the extent that amongst us, God has raised our families to be ministers of state in our nation. Not because we did have a father. Our father died when we were young. But God took care of us. Are you with me? Now I want you to be upstanding. Think through about the message. Daddy, thank you so much. It says, let everyone give as they are prompted. I want you to bow your hearts. You're going to give to God. He says, tell them as I'm telling. To bring me an offering. You are to receive an offering for me. From everyone whose heart is willing. Or whose heart prompts him. Or whose heart is moved. Based on what you have heard. Let him give. I want you to talk to God from your heart first.
Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. What an awesome daddy you are. Like daddy explained, you did not have to create any else. You did not have to make any planet anywhere because you were sufficient by yourself. All-knowing, all-powerful. Our existence does not add up to you because you are all in all. But in your love and mercy, you decided to make a geographical location and to give us that rulership as an expression of your love and your kindness. What can we give in response to such love? This morning we stand on your holy mountain and we declare that you are and you alone deserve all the glory. Like the psalmist said in Psalm 115, not unto us, not unto us, but unto your name be the glory. For your love and your kindness and your faithfulness, that our lives are living testimonies of your love. And so this morning we stand in your holy mount with these offerings in our hands as an expression of our heartfelt thanks on this day of Father's Day. We celebrate you, Father of all fathers. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. We bow before you and we do obeisance to you. For we belong to you. And you are our Father. Thank you, O God, for touching us and speaking to our heart. I know you have healed the sick. You have caused demons that have harassed us to be moved away. You have lifted impositions and burdens. Confused minds have been set loose. Your power has touched us free because we have heard your voice this morning. To you alone be the glory. Let this offering be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Thank you, Daddy, for we know who we are. Thank you for the finished work on the cross that have paved the way for us. This is the holy offering brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come from above and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' name, and let the saints say, Amen. Amen. Shall we receive Pastor Fumi? Let's do it better. Thank you very much. Thank you. Praise the Lord. You may be seated, please. The Lord bless you. This is my own happy Father's Day to everybody again. Happy Father's Day to every man that is in the house. And um, thank you very much, Ma. I heard her own. I didn't hear from everybody else. Happy Father's Day to everyone in the house. Happy Father's Day. And of course, my own happy Father's Day to our dad also. But uh, we'll have a proper time for that. But honestly, I have the opportunity now, so I'm going to remind us that indeed we have a father in this house. I know we all know that. He loves us as he loves God. He blesses us. He encourages us. He reproves us. (laughs) Uh, But he's the best father that we can have in the house. You know, when he comes and he says that, CFT, I will not exchange these people. You are my people. I cannot exchange you for anyone else. We ourselves, we cannot exchange him for any other father. So for CFT, he is the right father. And we really appreciate you, sir. We really appreciate you. We cannot exchange you, and we value you. I don't know whether we say it enough time, but we value you, and we appreciate you. So what's all that noise going on? You know that if you are appreciating Apostle, it is something behind the scenes. 
that is making sure that when he comes out, I don't know whether you noticed his suit today. Hmm? There's a background to it. You know it didn't just show up like that. Yes, ma. You, did you hear? That was his 60th birthday suit. And that was how our mom dressed him on that day. And he decided that today, Father's Day, that is how he's going to appear. But also, if she's not giving him peace at home, we will not be saying that he's an irreplaceable father in Christ's faith tabernacle. So I want us to appreciate our mom also. Reverend P. Omar Williams. The wife of Apostle A.T.B. Williams. In case some people don't know. And the president of the women of royal destiny. God bless you all. You are also a chosen people. We are a chosen generation. And God chose us to come and land in this house, Christ Faith Tabernacle. And I'm sure every one of us is grateful that we are in this house. The Lord bless you. Please be seated. We just have a few announcements. When I finish the announcements and the men have uh, finished their bit, then Pastor Debbie will come and conduct the presentation uh, and appreciation of our Father. So very quickly in terms of uh, announcements, (coughs) the first thing for us to remember is that tonight, as usual, we will have, oh, before tonight, there must be new people in our midst today. Is anyone visiting with us for the first time? Anyone visiting with us for the first time? Please be kind enough to raise your hand and rise majestically to your feet if you are visiting with us for the first time. Indeed, welcome to Christ Faith Tabernacle. I can see you on both sides of the auditorium. I am sure that you are being blessed today. The ushers will hand you a pack. Please take your time and have a look at what's in there. And complete the form that's within that pack. That will provide us with your contact details. And it will enable us to share with you everything that is going on in this house. As it's your first time, if you don't belong to a Bible-believing church, you are welcome to join us in every meeting that we hold in this house. We hold meetings every day. So we're not Sunday, Sunday, Dara Prim. Uh, We believe that we serve our God every day. And not just every day, in our every minute, we have him in our contemplation. And we recognize that we're representing him. So you're welcome to join with us. And uh, someone will reach out to you after this meeting also. If we are able to help you in any sphere of life, please make sure you talk to someone. And there will always be someone in this family that is able to help you. And the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. Tonight, normally, we would have a home group study, but we won't be having home group study tonight because it's Father's Day, and we want to make sure that everyone is celebrating the fathers in our lives. So everyone, spend some time celebrating someone who is a father, whether it's your son, 
or your brother or your father or otherwise celebrate every man that's what i'm going to say but at 8 p.m tonight we will have our usual prayers and communion service online on our usual channels zoom youtube and free conference call be sure to join and prepare your communion uh, bread and wine before the meeting starts um then this week this week this week in this house is the week of it's even the women who are shouting light of the world this week in this house is the convention of who the light of the world so every man in this house you are a member of the group that is called the light of the world and indeed you are the light of the world the light of the world is the men's group in christ faith tabernacle and uh, apostle atb williams is the chairman of the light of the world he said chairman last week so i thought i should use that also so this week is the convention for the men what i would say is that in christ faith tabernacle when we have a convention it is for everybody whether it's men's convention women's convention youth convention we are all a family and we all learn and should learn so that we can impact other members of our family and that means that all of us should be in attendance and participate fully there are a number of activities lined up but the first thing is that apostle will be ministering every day every day the one thing that you should note however is that on wednesday the meeting will be holding in new cross bethesda building so there are quite a number of activities lined up but i suspect that they may have a video for the light of the world do we have a video that's playable today so shall i wait for it or shall i go on are we ready whilst they are lining up the video is it is it ready two seconds i don't know what i can say in two seconds so let me be patient they will tell me when they are ready all right then thank you very much so on monday it is a night of praise and it'll be featuring the voice of hope international choir make sure you don't miss it i'm sure you've seen a number of their productions uh, i wonder whether this is a plug for the uh, voice of hope i hope everybody has bought your who's monitoring it i hope everybody has bought your pieces of music on uh, is it on spotify well on every digital platform on every digital platform well you probably need a, a a banner so that people know exactly where they need to go you know you guys probably know all the digital platforms but there's some people here who don't know them so if you put it up then people will go there and go and buy so on monday it will be a night of praise and the voice of hope choir will be ministering on tuesday in addition to the ministration of our father we will also have a presentation on the health risks of damp and mold in your home and how to prevent this and i'm sure many of you have seen the news in recent times and the issues and challenges that come from damp and mold and health risks that are associated with that on wednesday when we are in new cross we'll have a medical seminar on health issues 
that are prevalent in black communities. Make sure you come and you can actually hear about how to prevent some of those issues. On Thursday, we have an empowerment night with Apostle A.T.B. Williams. When you hear empowerment night, don't miss it. That's all I'm going to say. And on Friday, we'll have two presentations. Unlocking the power of data with artificial intelligence. Empowering decision making through machine learning. Well, those are two sentences. So really, you're unlocking, uh, you're unlocking the power of AI and using that to improve your decision making through machine learning. And there will also be a presentation on building a personal business brand so that you can go from unknown to the unforgettable. You will learn how to attract, convert, and retain clients whilst you're building a strong brand presence. Also, with an engaged social media following and a loyal customer base. That's important because a lot of people think about likes. Oh, I've got so many followers. But the important thing is not how many followers you've got. It's how much of that converts to actual business actual transactions that deliver on your bottom line. So come on Friday and make sure you don't miss that and that will then be capped by the ministration by our father. On Saturday, there is the family fun day. I am not going to talk about family fun day today because I can see that Pastor Shegun is here and he may be able to expand on some of the things that are detailed here. You know he's the expert on that. But the family fun day will be taking place at the Ladywell Arena. In, it's in Lewisham Council, but everybody should know Ladywell Arena by now. Just Google it. There will be activities for children, parents. Parents are reminded to, that they retain primary responsibility for their children throughout, though, but bring them along nonetheless. And you should wear appropriate clothes. Uh, there's some discussion about exactly what will happen. You know, my interests are here. Sack race, air race, three-legged race, and so many more things. Tug of war and so on. IO, I saw here. Basketball, football. Um, all these bits about barbecue, roasted corn, roasted chicken. I will let someone expand on. On Sunday, we'll have the Thanksgiving service for the men here at the cathedral. And men are required to come in there. Do you know what? They are required to come as Apostle is dressed today. That's the bottom line. Rather than me describing it. I'm sure men would have had circulation on details of what they need to do. I'm not going to announce your dues and thanksgiving offerings. I'm sure that there's been some information circulated to the men before today. But if you've got the video, have we got the video to play now? We can play the video for the light of the world. Thank you very much. As the video comes on, uh, maybe Pastor Shegun will round that up and then Pastor Debbie will come right after him and um, do the appreciation for our Father. If you offer so what God play. has given you, thank you. And God bless you all. Me, put that together. They will have Are you looking to change your world, to inspire, and to motivate? Join us at the Light of the World Annual Convention from Monday 19th to Sunday 25th June 2023. Theme, Men Who Change Their World Through Divine Provision. Keynotes of the convention include powerful, life-changing, and spirit-filled teachings and ministrations. 
health and wellness from seasoned medical professionals. Learn how to employ artificial intelligence, AI, to analyze data and make better informed decisions. Business Seminar. Learn how to build your business brand, grow your business from unknown to unforgettable, leveraging the use of social media. Family Fun Day. Another opportunity to enjoy fun-filled gathering with mouth-watering menus such as barbecue chicken, corn, hot dogs, etc., and games varieties. To cap it all, ensure you are there on the grand finale, the Thanksgiving service on Sunday 25th at the CFT Cathedral. This is a week-long event you should not miss. Join with other achievers for a memorable encounter that will inspire and motivate you to change your world for the better. For more information, call us on 0208-316-2332 or email lotw at cftchurches.org. Are you sleeping? Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm so excited and I believe you should be excited. We are in for a wonderful time um, this week by the grace of God. All I want is that the table is set. Will you be there? I want you to ask someone, will you be there? Everything, the table has been laid out. Everything. There is no dull moment from Monday until next Sunday. I can guarantee you that. Praise the Lord. Uh, I know um, um, Pastor Fumi has done all the job uh, for me. But just to emphasize that Saturday will be, we are not in the church. We are going to be at the Ladywell Arena. It's, I mean, it's a park where, I mean, it, it has modern football and the track and field. So, it's a time for you. This is summer. You should come out. Come out and have fun. Wow, I love some people. I can see some wonderful faces now. Last year, you see women, and then when they run at lightning speed, you will be so amazed. So, you need to be there. There will be um, com- it will be there will be competition between departments. So want to see among the department who has the fastest members, who has the bragging rights to say, oh, we are the fastest, who are the nimble among us. So there will be competition between departments, between the elders and the pastors, between the youth and the uh, well. I don't know where to put the youth, but will you be there? Youth, will you be there? I can't hear you. If you want me to expand, I will expand. I will just explain the more and take more of your time. But will you be there? Yes, that's what I want. Women, will you be there? Men, will you be there? This is your event, and I, I want to see you in every event. Every, we need, because this is a huge operation. And men, this is your event. You cannot afford to be late. We'll be starting seven on the dot. No African time. Seven on the dot. That's when we start. We start with the prayer and then we go into all the other activities. So you can't afford to be late. I'm waiting and I know that the Lord is waiting to see you here. And He's coming to fill you. On Saturday, we have all the 
all the roast. You have the roasted corn. Apart from the barbecue, you have the roasted chicken. You have the roasted plantain. You have so much. You have food. You have, and then you have games. All manner of games. Bring all your I.O., bring all your drafts, and come and, uh, and come uh, along, maybe with your uh, uh, with your with your um, 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 outdoor materials, and come and have the most fun. And on Sunday, wow, it's going to be glorious. Don't forget your I mean attire, men. Your I mean, like you have seen the example right now. Um, on Saturday, I forget to mention, uh, we'll be also be having um, 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 music supplied by solar enterprises it's a dj it's a gospel dj music producer and wow he's giving us a service free on that saturday and look i just can't you see it's just going to be glorious it's going to be lovely and it's going to be marvelous so see you there monday until sunday next week and uh, one thing I forget, look at men, look at your WhatsApp, we're having the mass choir. Now, the, the church will just, I mean, we are going to take over from the voice of hope that day. Don't worry, we have support. So men, look at the words, look, look at your WhatsApp, look at your WhatsApp and begin to practice and you get more information. But just come here on Sunday and you see, the Lord is going to fill this place with His glory and His power. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor Debbie. Thank you. Choir, yes, choir can take the seats. Uh, apologies for another extra time that you need to give us as a church. Because with this segment, we're going to honor our Father in the Lord. Happy Father's Day to every father that is in the house. And if peradventure some of your fathers are not around, on behalf of Apostle, I want to remind you that when you get home, if you have not already called them, call them and wish them Happy Father's Day. And the Lord will bless you. Without much ado, we are going to invite our Father and our mother to the center and i want every department to get themselves prepared maybe you start lining up by this on my right and then you start coming to the stage there will be no speech no speeches on behalf of every department i want to make that speech we want to welcome our mentor to the stage we want to welcome our father to the stage, our life coach to the stage. Our father has been a father indeed. You know, the scripture says there are many instructors, but there is only one father. And the Bible says also that we should honor the leaders who have worked hard among us. For over many years, at least, at least for the past 35 years, around about or 36 years, I've been with our father and our mother in the Lord. And they are going from strength to strength, from grace to grace. They are like David. They have the heart of David. You know, the Bible says, I have found a man after my heart. And this is the man of God, after the heart of God. Hallelujah. 
He never does anything outside the will of God. As he hears, he does. So I want us to appreciate our Father in the Lord one more time. Just give, him, give the Lord a, a round of applause on his behalf. The Lord will continue to strengthen you, Daddy. You will go from grace to grace, from strength to strength. In the name of Jesus, everything that God has said concerning you, far back that February 1984, the Lord will bring it to pass. And we want to thank God for the sons and daughters that you have raised, who they have given you, God has given them to you, and he has given you a heart. You have given them a heart to support you in ministry. They are your Aaron and they are all on your all. They will never disappoint you. Because we believe in you. We believe in the God that's, that called you. And together we will see the work fulfilled in Jesus' name. Amen. So one after the other, I just want every one of us to just come to the stage. Let everybody come to the stage. And do we have our paparazzi around? Joannas and the protocols are right there to support as well. So I will be calling the voice of Oak Choir to give our Father and the Lord.
from the Shilopila Cathedral. Can we encourage them by giving them a round of applause? Thank you. Presentation. 
and the last but not the least, the light of the world. together now feet please Lord I present these people your children on behalf of Christ faith tabernacle global before your throne the blessings of the father has power over the children as their spiritual father I speak the covenant you made with me when you are when you appeared unto me shall be manifest through them the grace that you have placed upon me shall fall upon them. Amen. Their voices shall be heard to the ends of the earth. Amen. And whatever they are doing, whatever field or career that they are, you will take them to the level of international figures. Amen. Doors will open for them Amen. in the nations of the world. Amen. Father, till the last drop of their breath, they will be desired by nations. Amen. You will empower them to take this lamp and this light to every part of this nation and beyond the perimeter of Europe. In the name of Jesus. May you strengthen them under this week that we are meeting with you in a convocation. Nobody will be missing. I pray and I speak that in this house, everyone will live their full lifespan. Assignment of death untimely are cancelled in the name of Jesus. Because you are faithful, Lord, who are promised, as you have protected me as I go from nation to nation, destroying the kingdom of darkness and the powers of the air, and they could not touch me. So it will be for all members of safety that your glory that surround me will surround them. The Lord our God and Father will be faithful unto you too. And yours will be delightful land. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Amen and amen. Shall we read the Lord's prayer together? Our Father.
May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May the Lord give you all the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. In this week that you are going into, you will shout for joy. When you are victorious, you will be victorious in every battle. Your joy shall be made complete. And we will lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he give you encounters of heaven. May your relationship with him go deeper and deeper on a daily basis. And may his blessings be over you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Hebrew 13, 20 and 21. Shall we? Now. May the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Before we shall degrees, I heard the Spirit of God said this to my spirit. There are some people who have been told that if you send your gifts or your money to your father or your mother, that they can use it for some demonic thing against you. I stand to tell you it's a lie from the pit of hell. If anybody take your sweat that you have labored as child of God, that sweat they have taken out of you, that is your seed, your giving, is a seed. Your seed is wrapped in the blood of the Lamb. And the best people to give are those people they call the wicked people. Because you know that the covenant of God with you says, I will curse whoever curses you. And so do not let the devil rob you by lying to you. You owe your father a duty. Even if your father was reckless, if your father was not resident and he never took care of you, but the father in heaven has blessed you. Out of what you earn, send to your father. And tell your father, happy father's day. If you are quarreling with your father today, say to that quarrel before sunset. And mend the, the barrier. Because if you do good to those who do good with you, to you, Jesus said that you are, he, he didn't do that. But if you do good to those who do bad to you, then you'll be called sons of your father in heaven. So forgive your father for whatever he had done. He didn't do it. The devil did it. Take the revenge on the devil and show your affection and appreciation to the father who through you were born. The same thing with your mother. Am I talking to you now? Look at somebody and read the grace in the book of Second Corinthians 13, 14. Shall we? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you now. To yourself, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. There shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house.
According to our confession. Can I just announce this to you? And I want to announce it for you to thank God and to pray. In the next government, we have two members of this house who have been appointed for parliamentary running and they will enter. Both of them will win. But I will talk to you again about this. You know, those of you who are youths, I want to tell you again I want you to commit yourself to the Lord and be faithful in your heart. It is God that makes people. Those of you who are in sports, you know, you are f- professional footballers, because we have about six of you here. I want you to commit your heart to the Lord. It is the Lord that can bring you to the limelight. It's either when you are in those areas, it's either you join Satan well, or you join God well. Nobody that is in the middle can reach any goal. In those areas. But God had promised us that this house will produce members of parliament, members of house of lords. I can tell you that two of them are already on their way to it. So remember to keep praying for them. And those of you who live in their world, I will hold personal meeting with you off live, off camera. They are both youths. And that makes me even happier. So that, um, you know, we'll be able to pray for them. And those of you who are within that area, you, you will go and, uh, you know, make sure that you, you belong to the party and vote for them on the day they are voting. All right. The Lord bless you all. Please be seated. And the ushers will lead you out row by row.